if it wasn't him conducting that, I think it would have been like the mood would have been way different going about it. Yeah. Just, let's do this. Like that's Coach T. Like let's do this. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, I like to interview a lot of goalies, a lot of goalie coaches, a lot of great athletic minds, sports psychologists, and really tease out some of the details of what can make you a better lacrosse goalie. On the show today, it's Coach Josh Matt. Coming out of the Northwest, the creator of the Northwest Goalie Academy, Josh actually played his collegiate lacrosse at the University of Denver with the great coach Bill Tierney, a topic we talk about a lot. Uh, awesome, awesome young man. Coach Josh is an amazing lacrosse goalie mine. He's really uh, pushing the position and the fort, the sport forward in the Pacific Northwest. I know you're going to like this episode. Please welcome Josh Matt. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own, Lax Goalie Rat Academy. If you're looking to level up your youth's lacrosse goalie game with the best coaches in this sport, the best training tools, and the best goalie community, that's what the Lax Goalie Rat Academy is all about. It's virtual training tools that's going to give your young goalie the confidence to be great so they can go out there, play well, and make you that proud goalie mom or proud goalie dad. There's over 130 hours of content on different areas like drills, techniques, the mental game, lacrosse IQ, offense, defense, how to how to play one-on-one uh, -on -one defense. There are stringing tutorials, and there's even sessions on <clears throat> how to coach goalies along with physical training. Everything you need to level up your youth lacrosse goalie game from the best coaches out there, PLL, Athletes Unlimited coaches, myself, Coach Damon Wilson, put a ton of effort into this academy. I think it's an amazing training resource. You can join for just 40 bucks a month, Netflix model. So you come in, 40 bucks for your first month, stay as long as you want, cancel any time. We also do live coaching sessions, or I should say I do live coaching sessions about once a month. So you can join those, ask me questions, or really just connect with any number of lacrosse goalie moms, dads, or youth goalies out there. To join, go to laxgoalierat.com slash camp, C-A-M-P, laxgoalierat.com slash C-A-M-P, camp, and you can get started for just 40 bucks for your very first month. laxgoalierat.com slash camp. Hope to see you there. Take care. A pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Josh Matt. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad we're able to connect. Uh, right before we hit record, I was saying, you know, I follow Northwest Goalie Academy and everything that you've posted, and I feel like I know you so well, but this is the first time we've we've gotten to speak. So this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it definitely feels like a really long time coming. That's right. That's right. Uh, tell me about jumping into the goal for the very first time. You remember that story? 
Yeah, for sure. So I am a Seattle-based guy. I grew up here my whole life. I grew up just outside of the city, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Um, I started playing in um, second grade. And it was just like, you know, with little bobblehead lacks going on. And uh, someone had the idea to stick me in goal and it just worked out. And I've always like had, you know, the the googly eyes when it comes to like hockey goalies and stuff like that. So, you know, it just fit and uh, it turned out pretty well. And uh, I'm super stoked that it uh, kind of turned into a career. I love it. I love it. What um, you don't you don't look like you're that old. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But but, you know lacrosse in seattle talk to me about that because you know typically northeast sport east coast sport i'm from the bay area myself and i know when i was growing up like there was basically no lacrosse now it's kind of blossomed to where at least there's like club teams and my old high school has has a team uh but you you started playing as early as as second grade yeah yeah so when i was growing up they like i guess when i was in middle school it started really exploding out here um, so they had to start splitting high schools up into, you know, their own individual high schools because, um, you know, how it used to be, there wasn't enough kids. So they have to group together. Um, and then, you know, there just wasn't enough coaches. Um, but there's way more kids. So that's kind of how it started expanding like crazy. Um, so then, you know, it just kind of caused people to kind of look outwards for, um, more, you know, things to learn from and places to go and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think, you know, because that sent people out east and they came back and just kept sharing and it blew up like crazy. And the state's so large, too, that um, there's a lot of people that play now. Like, I, I yeah. feel like we slept on. Yeah. And when you first started playing, first jumped into goal, I mean, you mentioned kind of like, you know, ha- like having sort of an awe of of goalies, of ice hockey goalies. Is that, you know, is that what drew you to the goalie position or I guess what ultimately made you end up uh, sticking with the position? Yeah, I think uh, it was I I always dreamed about growing up and playing hockey. Um, My family's Canadian. We're all from Montreal. And so um, it's kind of just like, you know, I thought it was always really cool. And I always looked up to like specifically the Montreal Canadiens goalies, like ideally Carey Price now, you know, and then after he retired and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just I always like just oogled at them and i thought it was really cool everything from the paint job and the helmet to the gear and just the the way they would push back and forth i think i thought it was the coolest thing ever um that was definitely something that drew me in um surprising though i didn't like box which uh was interesting uh but the outdoor game was a lot more appealing yeah i um when i first started playing goalie uh like we had our our college team had a box team as well and like, they just put me in there as the goalie. Cause I was a goalie in the field, but like, like not with the box pad. So I just played like field style goalie in box and just got like tore up. Um, and just, you know, just like lit up like so many hard hits to the legs. And it even developed some bad habits for me. Cause like I would set up like kind of in my stance and guess what? All the shots were low, right. Cause of the, the smaller goal. Yeah. And so I originally wrote a post saying like, I don't think field goalies should play box. I've since that's one of the areas where I've since like sort of had a flip flop because I think if you do get like the gear and like you play box goalie the right way, I think there's some benefits to be to be had. But I can certainly understand where you're coming from, like not liking the box because it's a very different position. Yeah, I mean, personally, this might be a little too much information. I'm a very sweaty person. And with all those pads, never really, you know, went my way. But uh, yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, but I think kind of what I really want to talk to you about is um 
the transition from high school to college for me. And then I think that's kind of where I had a really big coaching aha moment. Let's um, do it. Let's do it. Of, Absolutely. Yeah. Rad. Cool. Um, so yeah, I was saying before we started before, um, growing up in Seattle, there was not a whole lot of goalie coaches out here. So, you know, I'd look out to your blog and stuff like that to try to coach myself. Um, and then eventually my sophomore year of high school comes around, I commit to Denver. Um, and that kind of turned me into the quote unquote, you know, goalie guru of Washington, because people were like, you know, I saw you committed. How can I do that? You know? Um, so that goes. And I end up going to college. I start coaching kids, you know, on the summers and, you know, after school and whatever. And I just start really enjoying it. Um, it was really fun. And so, you know, I get to college. Um, I'm playing probably my best lacrosse my freshman and sophomore year, um, which was tough because I was sitting behind Alex Reddy, um, who's a very, very good goalie. And now he's the goalie coach over at Duke. Awesome human being. Love that guy to death. Um, yep. And so I was kind of hit with some crazy news around the end of my sophomore year. Um, there was a murder suicide in my family. And then also my dad came down with a stage three lymphoma. And wow. so I didn't really care about lacrosse all too much. Um, and that, you know, that following summer and stuff like that, but something that really caused this big aha moment for me is thinking back to when, you know, my sen senior year before COVID hit, and then, uh, you know, junior year, it was almost like this notion of whenever someone was shooting on you, you were instantly tight. Like, I'm sure you can identify with that. And a ton of other goalies can. Like, if someone's taking a really, really big crank on you, you can feel that tightness, that oh, crap moment. Right. Right. And so that was just something that was happening all the time. Like, I just couldn't stop. And like, after, you know, I, I experienced that, I just couldn't turn it off. And that made lacrosse really, really difficult. And, uh, you know, flash forward, I come to find out that, you know, I you know, developed really bad anxiety. So, like, I would start, like, if my uh, heart rate would elevate, I would vomit, pass out, like, all this crazy stuff. And so, you know, I end school, get out of school, and I get back to Seattle. And um, I'm kind of, like, in this mindset of, okay, I'm done with the cross, you know, that chapter of my life is over, whatever. Um, and then some people reach out to me, and they're like, hey, do you want to? start coaching again. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, it sounds like fun. Um, and around that same time, I finally went into see a doctor and they prescribed me some meds for anxiety. And all of a sudden, all these problems I had in goal disappeared. And so I it completely switched how I was like teaching goalies. It was going from like a, you know, be set, be like a, a spring, all this stuff, and then kind of a mix between the tyranny method as well, um, to then kind of a really similar, you know, way of coaching, but now through the perspective of how do you limit that anxiety for a goalie as much as possible? Because then that's going to make you looser, that's going to make you yeah. more reactive, and it's just going to make you flow better, you know? And so that yeah. kind of is the biggest thing wrapped up into my coaching right now. I love that. Well, let's, let's dig into that if we can, because sure. you're, you're, you're hundred percent right. Like so many, um, it's just not a natural thing to have this like rubber projectile fired at you with while varying, while wearing very little pads, right? Like your body sort of instinctively tightens up, yeah. right? Like you put, put your hand on the hot stove. You don't control it. Like your body, your body like instinctively whips, whips your hand away. Cause it's trying to protect same idea here. 
Um, and, and when you watch the slow motion of even like college goalies, heck, even pro goalies, you watch like slow motion. And a lot of times you, you really see like pre shot, like their body gets, just gets super tight, not even talking about like youth goalies. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's, it's probably the number one challenge that we have to overcome. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you spent a good amount of your time, um, coaching goalies, how to overcome that. Let's talk about how, how you do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just kind of like making those scenarios before the shot actually happens really stressful for them. So then they can become comfortable with that in games. So like uh, a lot of my favorite things are like over the wall shot or over the shoulder off the wall shots, um, turns. I even have some curve balls that are like foam balls that like will go up or down and curve across. So like yeah. it forces them to almost like flex really quickly and then have to release and then go. And so they know that, okay, if I do that, it's going to be a potential handcuff. So then when someone's coming down and shooting on me live in a game, you know, I can just sit through that as long as possible and be comfortable through that uncomfortable situation. Yeah. That there's one drill that I've done, uh, that I learned from coach Chris Buck, where he uses like these little nerf, like indoor, I think they're like indoor golf, like little kind of, they're like nerf, but they have a little bit of weight to them. But yeah. when you shoot them, they kind of like, they, they don't travel like a lacrosse ball. They kind of float a little bit. So yeah. like the stick movement is sort of independent of the flight of the ball. So I, I see the stick movement and I can't, as a goalie, I got to still like wait through that and be patient, wait till that ball gets to me and then explode. And it kind of teaches like the goalie to not, to not tense up when you see that stick movement, but rather just really search on, uh, try to find that ball and then, and then react to it. Exactly. And, uh, I think probably something else I should, probably should have mentioned earlier, but, uh, like, Going from, you know, the combination of, you know, Trevor Tierney's kind of teaching that I came up with was uh, kind of what you're hinting at is, you know, being as patient as possible. And um, there's just different aspects to kind of add on top of that with layers. So like, you know, how efficient can you be moving across the goal line side to side and like all those yeah. things that add to like patience and like, you know, patience plays a part of and, you know, just rewards yourself back and forth. Yeah. When you coach goalies now, are you, um, do you coach like the pat, like patting the feet, sort of like that little hop to kind of reset the weight? No. So no. what I'm thinking is, uh, I see that and I understand the, like the thought process behind that. Um, and that being said, I also like the idea of like my strength coach in college would always say, you can think of your muscle as like an open or closed fist. So like, if you're going to go, you know, explode upwards, you know, you want it to be as loose as possible for you to be reactive. If you're starting with it loaded or you're jumping and, you know, you have to catch yourself, that muscle's already, you know, doing what it has to do. So it has to release and then go back for you to move. So I kind of think of it as like a um, the idea as a relationship between the shooter and a goalie as the last person to move in that relationship is most likely going to be the winner. And everything counts. So like when you're the goalie, like you can't flinch, you can't, you know, have any muscles flexed, can't be leaning more to one side, any of that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a huge fan of it. I, um, but I, I mean, there's different styles to play, diff different ways to coach. So I'm, I'm also not like, this is the way you got to do it. And I oh, usually tell no goalies like, give it a, give it a go, like give it a try at least. And, and I'm with that for every technique, like wide base or, or just like whatever, whatever we want to talk about, give it a go. If it doesn't work, then don't use it. And that's, that's fine with me. Oh, exactly. Everything is um, reference. If it works for you, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, uh, well, what else, what else, what else are you coaching goalies these days? So we talked about kind of just ways to release that tension. Is there anything else you want to hit on? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, there's there's two other things. So like the being loose is a huge another thing that I talk about. So like anxiety, staying yeah. loose. Um, and then the third thing too is kind of getting away from the idea of catching the ball is a clean save. So like if you make a save, you get hit, whatever, it's a save. And I think that's something that uh, really hurts young goalies is thinking if I catch it, it's a save opposed to like if I just block it, it's a save. Mm-hmm. Um, so like thinking about in terms of surface area behind the ball and that's how you rate a save as like, you know, opposed to getting my stick and my foot behind it. Can I get my torso behind it? Um, and just getting, you know, ensuring that ball staying out instead of hoping that it stays out. Yeah. I, um, I watch a lot of lacrosse and, uh, I do like the, like the save edits. Right. And so I watch like a lot of saves and like, I feel like the television commentators and a lot of people who, you know, who are commentating on lacrosse make too big of too much of a deal of clean saves. Yes. Um, like they, they overvalue them and I don't, Cause, cause when I watch all these games, like it, when there are not clean saves, I, I don't have the stats. Like I haven't like, this isn't an official stat, but like most of the time the defense is right there and they pick up the loose ball. And so like, yeah, every once in a while, like the offense gets the ball back. Right. And that's, you got to play defense again longer. So like that stinks, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm with you. I totally agree on that one. Like I would, I clean saves are nice, but like, you know, a save is a save is a save, whether it hits me in the head or hits me in the thigh or hits me, you know, in my shoulder, or I make a nice clean save. You got to make the save to worry about the rebound. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's the opposite of that? Like giving up the goal much rather, much rather have it hit, you know, have a non clean save than give up a goal. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think just like kind of, it's not very difficult when it comes to that stuff. I mean, when you're trying to think about surface area, getting back and forth, you can accomplish that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, just like shuffling or like really working a ton of skaters and just like footwork. Um, I think my favorite one is if you go to my Instagram channel, you'll see a, a ton of it is I think my kids have kind of come to hate it now. Um, but it's when I sit probably like five, eight yards away and I just roll tennis balls back and forth across the goal mouth and they just have to shuffle back and forth, back and forth until they can't anymore. And yeah. it makes them very good because it uh, makes them think about the goal as in thirds. And so they're, if they can travel across each third and think about how much of their body percentage they get in front of that third, then yeah. it really helps them in that aspect because then they just have to move left and right opposed to you know, making a precise motion with their stick. Yeah. I love that drill. That drill is awesome. I mean, it's really good for, for low shots. Um, Galloway calls it the Jeter drill. Cause it's kind of like a, like a, like a shortstop. If, if I'm thinking of the right one, right. You set up in the middle in your stance and I kind of roll it to a corner and I kind of shuffle over and get down and make the save. Yeah. And then you just go back yeah, yeah. And continuously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love that drill. That's awesome. What about, um, so you mentioned kind of battling anxiety, right. And a lot of that has to do with you know, just, just the technique and just being so tense, but what yeah. about like the, the mental, the mental side of it? Cause I, I imagine, you know, there's some certain, I don't know, mental demons that, that you had to, you had to fight and, and a lot of lacrosse goalies have to fight. Um, how, how do you help a goalie, you know, if they're struggling, uh, with anxiety, like pregame, are there like mental, mental game tips that you give them? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so I, I tell my goalies this sometimes, and some of them hate to hear it, but, um, when you get ready for pregame as a goalie, sometimes you can't really think of yourself as 
an, an athlete a lot of the times like you have to you might have to meditate like you can't get like totally jacked up before the game every time like i mean mm-hmm. that might work for some people but right you know, maybe you're intent on staying loose and that's how you're going to play well throughout the game um because i mean everyone has nerves and it's going to be something that everyone encounters at some time it's just learning how you can deal with them you know 100 percent. yeah i was like before the games for me personally like i love the to get pumped like i love the the offspring and the blink 182 and i would get oh, yeah. like I, I would get going right and i'd be bouncing around and be like you ready i'm like you better believe i'm ready and i started talking to a lot of so i thought everyone was like that and i thought i started talking to a lot of goalies and one of them's like yeah you know like pre-game like i'm usually pretty chill reading a book in the corner i'm like what <laughs> reading a book uh but anyway like, you know, to your point like there's there's different ways and some people perform really well when they're bouncing out, bouncing around, bouncing, getting that energy, getting that hype. And other people need to be really chill. It's classical music and books and meditation, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, Again, cool. though, it's all preference, right? Whatever works for you. All preference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's a good tip. What, what else helped you sort of get rid of that anxiety? Yeah. Another thing is just like how you kind of see the shot. So like, um, did you have Ryan and Trevor on here? Or did you just have one of them? Or uh, Trevor, did you have Ryan LaPlante and Trevor Tierney on here? Or uh, so yeah, I did. Uh so funny story. I had Trevor for sure. And then funny story, Ryan LaPlante, episode number one. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. He kicked it oh. off. He kicked it off. So That's awesome. I, I had one, I'd been wanting to I had this idea for the podcast for a long time. And I'd been reaching out to like a bunch of goalies and it just never stuck. And then and then Ryan reached out because like I did a save edit of the championship game, DU's championship game. And he wanted a copy of that video. And so I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Can we do a podcast together? And he's like, yeah, I'm in. So episode number one, Ryan LaPlante. Awesome guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. But biggest takeaway from the two of them, the yes yeah. drill. That is okay. like the biggest thing, especially like the taking your eyes off the shooter. Like that does so much for your nerves and just like how much you're gripping the stick and how, like you know, um, tense you are pre-shot. Like just trying to remove the shooter and like attempting to see them with your peripherals and stuff like that. Even if you're not going to like truly have your eyes as far back as Trevor or Ryan may want you to. Um, It's, you know, it's still extremely helpful. It's just a patient aspect. Um, Talk me through the yes drill for those that, that are listening and do not know what it is. Oh, sure. So I apologize, Ryan and Trevor, if I butcher this, Um, but (laughs) Pretty much the yes drill is you want to pretend like there's an invisible plane of glass between you and the shooter. Um, This plane of glass will vary uh, between every goalie, but it's the idea of you won't react until the ball hits that glass and you're seeing it on that glass. So you're attempting to see the the shooter with your peripherals. And um, the thought process there is it actually gives you more time, uh, more reaction time to save the ball. And uh, Trevor was... I think either came up or given the idea from a professional tennis coach. Um, Cause I think the thought process was if you could, if you could return like a 220 mile hour serve out the back end of a court, lacrosse is nothing like, you know, you'd only have to cover a, a small goal mouth and, you know, not really have to move that far. Um, right. So that, I don't know, that really resonated with me. And then using it more and more just became more and more applicable to me personally. Yeah, love it. During the goalie summit three, Trevor gave like the whole this whole presentation on that sort of like I feel like I don't know what he called it like 
it was vision training. It's kind of like a lit, not like a lazy eye, but just relaxed. I think we called it relaxed eyes, relaxed eyes. And it's hard to follow, right? It's hard to follow, especially, especially like, you know, just one presentation. So um, it's something that I'd like to explore more, but um, I haven't, I haven't done it, but, but I did see a goalie, uh, someone sent me like a a clip and he's mic'd up, right? And he's making, he's making these saves and he's like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, Hey, did you like get coached by Trevor Tierney? And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I knew that because of the yes drill. It's awesome. It's a great drill. You can spot him a mile away too. I love that part. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And especially like you see more goalies um, in his style nowadays, but like when he played, when Trevor Tierney played with the wide base and the stepping laterally, that was kind of new for that era, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I he was a total innovator. People were like, this guy's nuts for playing on the goal line. Um, and just stuff like that, playing back. So he had more reaction time and all that kind of right. jazz. I, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, he was definitely the first one to do it to that extent. I think before him, I, it was Doc, um, who he modeled his game after. Um, yeah. Hardy. Um, yep. Yeah. Who I think lives in Bend, Oregon now. Is that right? I'm not sure. Not totally yeah. sure, at all, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. West Coast. West Coast lacrosse blowing up, right? Yeah, shout out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, who are the who are the goalies nowadays that you really like watching that you really sort of uh, enjoy their their style of game? Oh my gosh! Well, I have to give uh, Matt Nunez a, a shout out, West Coast boy, um, Texas. Um, and then Logan, I liked watching him in goal for Maryland freshman year. That was cool. Um, honestly. I don't watch a ton of pro lacrosse. I'm more of a, a college guy. I really just get my nose in there and can't get it out. Yeah. Um, like uh, the guy, obviously I watch uh, <laughs> JT play and Malcolm Kleban this year. That was really fun watching them battle it out um, at DU. That was awesome. Bummer that they couldn't go further in the series next year or uh, in the playoffs, but next year, just wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I, I just really enjoy someone who kind of mimics that style and idea of just throwing their belly button in front of the ball and just getting, you know, a lot of um, surface area behind it because it's super exciting to play or to, you know, watch them play. And I think yeah. it all gives me that little, you know, you know, glimpse of hockey goalie in, in lacrosse as well. Yeah, I like that. One of the questions that I get um, from young goalies who see that style of play that like sees like... Um, I call them floppers. I don't know if that has a bad connotation, but like, you know, you just get your body behind it. And and let's just say like, you're doing anything you can, but youth goalies sometimes see that and they go like, how do I do that? Oh yeah. What? How do you like, how do you coach? How do you coach someone to do that? Or, or is it, is it like a specific technique or are you just being like, do anything you can to get your body behind the ball? So there, I mean, we will like choreograph a a flop, um, especially to the bottom left and right corners. You don't Mm -hmm. specifically flop for five hole shots as much. Um, It's more just to land on your hip. And it's almost like a pigeon pose if you do it correctly, like in yoga, Um, like you land on your hip and your side of your knee. um, So you can really make a little wall with your legs, take away the bottom corner, and then you have your in front of you. Um, So we'll walk through that a lot. And there's like, I feel like there's a quote unquote proper way and not proper way to attempt to do it. Um, And it just comes down to like how much, how how many holes are you giving up in your stance? How, like how, what kind of barrier are you? Um, Yeah. And I think in terms of youth goalies too, the biggest problem is obviously going down to their knees too quickly. Um, And you just got to address that as it's a dip. It's the same thing as dipping your hands. 
It's just you have to get over it. Um, right. Or guessing. It's the same thing as like guessing, like moving, like, like you just said, moving your hands down low when and then having to bring them back up when the shot is high. So it's just sort of a false movement, right? Yeah. It's just working on patience. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Cause I, I've always coached goalies to stay on their feet and I, but I certainly, like you said, different styles. So it's kind of cool to hear how, how you do that. And I know exactly what you mean. I've seen very cool slow motion shots of that sort of like pigeon pose of, of getting, of like sort of getting my leg and forming that wall yeah. um, as, as another, I don't know, barrier. I think I, I definitely do teach my, my guys that, but also I tell them don't go to your knees or your feet or uh, to the ground or whatever, unless you specifically have to. Like if you really mm-hmm. have to smother it or get down there or, you know, just get a ton of surface area. Um, Cause best case scenario, you could hit a really deep squat and just limit how far you have to reach. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How do you, um, you know, you go to DU D D one program coming out of Seattle, which is not, you know, not a hotbed of lacrosse and, and, and a lot of goalies always wonder, you know, I'm from, non-hotbed city or even non-hotbed country how do i how do i play d1 what, what's your advice to those young goalies uh, i mean honestly it comes down to connections at that point like if you get on a travel team i kind of think of that as a connection um but like who can those coaches reach out to and who are you going to be playing in front of like for me specifically yeah. i was super lucky um i grew down i grew up down the street like probably 20 minutes from uh, where seattle stars um, trains and practices so mm-hmm. I grew up playing for their club, um, and that got me an invitation to play for West Coast Stars, and that got me um, recruited to Denver pretty much. Um, but it's just like trying to get on those elite teams, making sure like you know where they're going and who you're going to be playing in front of, and just being super proactive about reaching out to people. I mean, it, it's going to be that much harder coming from the West Coast because obviously 90% of the schools are in the East Coast. Um right. And it's just like, if you approach it as a challenge and if you really own the underdog thing, I think it can be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. In many ways, right. Just like finding a job and, uh, you know, use it, using those connections and club, your club team is a connection, uh, sort of your resume is putting together a highlight tape. Um, did you do that? Like a YouTube highlight tape or a social media highlights? Yeah. Please don't dig them up there. Uh, I will. No, I'm going to, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) Yeah, that and then something something that really does. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up, though. Something that has been bumming me out a lot recently is in Seattle specifically. There's so many goalies that go unrecruited and just kind of go slid under the radar, because if you think about it, there's like two club teams. They each only carry, you know, four kids between the two teams per year. So that leaves everyone else in the state, you know, if they're at that level to kind of just like figure it out. Right. Right. And so that's kind of my next question I'm going to try to, like, you know, accomplish or whatever is trying to get those kids more looks out here. And that's yeah. kind of my big goal with this whole thing. Well, I do think lacrosse is is growing tremendously, which is awesome. So we've sort of, uh, you know, hitched our wagons to this growing to this growing beast. And hopefully that means, you know, more club teams, more opportunities, more looks for for every lacrosse player, but also for the goalie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that much harder too for the goalie because there's only going to be two per team, really. Yeah. And you get up to a you know an extended roster. Yeah. 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 And and even like you know high school and some of the more competitive clubs, I imagine like we're talking about one goalie seeing the field, right? Oh yeah. Like I mean, you got to fight for it either way, but it's uh, it's always going to be an uphill battle. 
Love it. Uh, talk to me about playing for Coach T, Coach Tierney. Just, just, just hung up the uh, the whistle. I guess we can say this year is is last season. Um, but what a legend, right? What a legend. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, your your experience of playing with uh, one. I guess one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a fantastic man. Um, I kind of have the little bit of a, a father figure with him for a while, especially when uh, all that kind of stuff was hitting the fan in college. He was the one to break a lot of it to me, um, which was, you know, interesting, but it was made a, made a very, you know, close dynamic with him. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, just playing under him was fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. I, I don't think I would want to get yelled at by anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see him. I had him on the podcast and he's great, but you know, he's got that stern, very stern, very serious demeanor. And I could certainly see him, uh, laying, laying into some bad plays or some lazy efforts. Right. Oh yeah. But he knows a lot about the goalie position too. Yeah. That's the most stressful part too. Um, especially playing for a, the, the way, so at Denver, the way they decide playing time is they, or I don't know if this is still true, but at least when I was there for three, two years or whatever, they would have all the injured guys around taking tallies of how many goals you get scored on, how many saves you make throughout entire practice. By the end of practice, whoever had the highest, you know, accumulating by the end of the week would be playing. And interesting. It was stressful. <laughs> Personally, yeah. that did not work for me um, on top of other stuff. But I thought it was an interesting way to do it. And it made it really like a like a battling environment, like a, a battle 24 seven. Um, and yeah, I think if it wasn't him conducting that, I think it would have been like the mood would have been way different going about it. Yeah. Just, let's do this. Like that's coach T like, let's do this. You know? Yeah. Awesome. And so, so like, like any drill you're doing like the West Jenny drill, like they're anything, keeping anything. any drill, they're keeping your stats, Spring drills, anything. So it, if you were in, on one side and they're doing some sets of drills doesn't matter. It's just like yeah. everything gets added up by the end of the day. Interesting. And then they, would they share that with you? Like, is that all public data, public data? And you'd see like, Oh man, I'm number three this week or. Yeah. For a while it was like on a, uh, not a whiteboard, but a clipboard and it was just hung up in the locker room. So you're like, I'm yeah. down. The day. I'm up on the day. Um, yeah. And for a lot of people who might not know about that playing uh division one practice and going positive, is ridiculous like going over 50 percent. oh yeah <laughs> of course that's, that's nuts yeah it's tough to do in a game and then like practice like i don't know most of the drills like you know i don't know if you do like a west jenny it's three on two so of course yeah, like the offense is going to get like a great a great look you know yeah yeah um that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah and i could see that like I could see, again, we talked about the difference of like goalies are all different. I could see some goalies being heavily motivated by that, um, being like, oh man, like I'm not number three, like I got to get to number one or like just yeah, kind yeah. of analyzing those stats. And then some goalies might be like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, that was me. Cause I, I mean, at the time I was, I was just personally under so much pressure that I could, I just could do that. Um, yeah. but you know, it, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, um, you know, some goalies go through like some mental health or like some mental challenges. And I'm always like, how do you know when, because lacrosse is great. Love lacrosse. Like I would do anything to get back out there, but how do I know when like, all right, man, I got to, I got to step away. 
I got to take a break. This is, this is killing me. Well, I mean, I think that's the same answer with anything, right? It's when it doesn't make you happy. And if you can address that, then that's good on you. I think that's a really good life skill. If you can address stuff that makes you happy and not happy. And if you can't, like, then you're just going to make yourself, you know, dreadful. Yeah. 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 So is this activity like causing me happiness or is it kind of the source of, of the pain? Yeah. Or like, am I having doing it? Like, right. 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 Which is why most goalies get into it in the first place. Um, and then like somewhere along the way, especially when it starts to get like really competitive, it's very easy to lose sight of, of that. It's very easy to lose sight of that, of that fun element. And so I'm like, one of the main mental tips that I give to goalies is like, well, why did you get into this? It's like, well, cause it's fun. I like playing with my friend. It's exactly what you're doing right now. And you just got to get back into that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Josh, this has been awesome. What, um, you know, folks are in the Northwest area and they want to train with you. What, what does that look like? Where should, where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. You can uh, reach out to me over Instagram. We don't have a website yet. We're in the works of getting that up there. Uh, but on Instagram, we're just at NW underscore goalie Academy. Um, and on TikTok, same thing. We got a YouTube page going. Um, but yeah, check us out. Come train with us. Let's get better. <laughs> Love it. And you post, so I'll, I'll link up to that NW underscore goalie Academy. Uh, and you post a bunch of drills on there too. So folks can give that a follow. Uh, if they want, if you're into, if you're into lacrosse goalie accounts, give it a follow. But if you want the drills, you can also, also, uh, check them out there as well. Uh, which I love. And you do both guys and girls coach both yeah, guys yeah. and girls. Yeah. yeah. I think actually right now I might almost have more girls than I do guys. Yeah. Do you coach them the same way? Uh, pretty much. I mean, the shooting style has to vary a little bit. Cause if you think about like a girl's like kind of cradle and release, it's always going to be up here for the most part. Um, and then the, where they're shooting from too, in the girls game is a lot closer. And I think that's, that's actually something that's really slept on too is, um, Playing girls goalie is super hard. Like all the shots are way closer. And like when you really get the surface area thing down, like I think that's where personally my coaching has had the most success. Like those girls have taken off like crazy. Yeah, love it. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I, I, on that, like, you know, the women's, the way, the way I teach the lady goalies to actually make the saves is the same technique, but like the, the, the stick is way different. And where the shots are taken, way different. And you're right, girls get shot on like right. I mean, every single shot is like a one on nothing from like four yards away. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's really difficult. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of ever since I don't know, maybe like a couple of years ago, I started really getting it, really getting into women's lacrosse. And there's still like a few things that I don't quite understand, but it's definitely um like defensively, it's it's a lot like I see it a lot like basketball. It's kind of like yeah. it's it's a lot like and there's uh, elements of basketball in the men's game too, but it's so physical that like you know certain like defensive strategies are are just are very different. But in the women's game, it's like pure basketball. So yeah, hopefully you have a good angle, and hopefully they're not too close to sh- uh, not right on top of you when they're shooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, cool, Josh. Any other um, any other things you want to hit on? Do we get it all there, or do you, or do you want to uh, talk about anything else? I don't really know if I have anything else. Um, do you want it? What do you think? Um, well, I think that's pretty good. I think I think we can leave it right there. Uh, thank you for coming on, and like I said, I'll link up to that uh, to your Instagram when this uh, when this comes out. And if you had to leave the goalies with with the final piece of advice, what would that be? 
stay patient, stay loose, and let's make some more saves. Thank you so much for having me on. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Coach Josh Matt. If you missed his session at the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 10, I highly recommend you check that out. It was awesome. It was all about, you know, relieving tension and staying loose, both physically when we're going to make saves, but also mentally uh, in the journey that lacrosse goalies go through. So check that out, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 10. Uh, if you go to lacrossegoaliesummit.com slash VIP, you can still get access to those replays. That's really the only way to check out Josh's awesome presentation at this point, and it is incredibly worth it. So definitely check that out. That'll do it this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rack Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 